Cancer's like a bulldozer barging into our lives, destroying everything in its path. And what's not destroyed completely gets dented and damaged, and it's hard to know if it will ever be repaired and back to normal. Whether we've just been diagnosed, been fighting cancer for a while, or we're living in that untethered, rather weird space of being NED, you know, no evidence of disease, but we're constantly vigilant of it returning at any minute, our health, energy, relationships, patience, and our sense of humour have all taken a serious blow. And if that's you and you need to laugh again, this, my friend, is the episode you need to hear. They say laughter's the best medicine, and of course, it is. It's been proven to send those feel-good hormones endorphins rushing around our bodies. They lower our heart rate and reduce our stress levels. So today, we're going to learn to laugh again and be reminded how to Because when we're up to our eyeballs in appointments and treatment and nausea, laughing can become a distant memory. And today, I want to remind us all how wonderful and life-giving it can be. If you know me at all, you know I'm naturally an extrovert who's never met a silence she can't fill and someone who loves a good practical joke. And I love to laugh until my tummy hurts and to find the funny side of life. It would have been easy for me to believe that cancer is a serious business and I really shouldn't find it funny. Laughing when your cancer's raging through your body can seem kind of inappropriate or like we're not taking it seriously enough. And if we laugh too much, people simply think we're in denial and we aren't grappling with the severity of our situation. The trouble was, for me, I had rectal cancer and there were far too many crazy stories for me not to laugh. If I hadn't seen the funny side, I truly believe the weight of what I was carrying would have crushed me. Cancer is a serious business, but let's be clear, it has no right and no say in whether it steals our laughter and its friends, those feel-good endorphins we so badly need. When I was diagnosed, our kids were 14, 12 and 9. Not quite in the constant bathroom joke stage of elementary school, but they certainly hadn't grown out of having a good giggle at the mention of anything toilet or bottom related. So you can imagine the fuel my original colonoscopy was to that fire. The sight of mum drinking about 14 million gallons of prep fluid and basically setting up camp within a 10 second sprint of the loo had everyone smirking and laughing. And of course, being the sensible, serious one in the house, I had totally hammed it up and made the most out of our communal laughter. I wasn't nervous about my colonoscopy. Why should I be? I'd just run a marathon and was, as far as I could see, wonderfully healthy. The colonoscopy just felt like a bit of a laugh, until it wasn't. When the results came back that they'd found a 5 centimeter tumour, and that tumour was either cancer or lymphoma, no one laughed. Least of all the kids, having lost both their grandma and aunt to cancer, as far as they were concerned, people who got cancer died, and died quickly. But as time went on and treatment began, we started to learn to laugh when we could have just cried. And then there was the time I brushed my teeth with Preparation H. I know, I know, it's disgusting. 
I'd like to say that it happened because it was dark, it was late, we were out of town and I just wanted to snuggle under the covers. But that wasn't it. And I'd like to say that it happened because I was in a hurry or that I was maybe praying so fervently that I didn't realise what I had in my hand. But that wouldn't be true either. And I'd like to tell you that God has used this horror to show me a deeper truth about himself and how much he loves me. But unfortunately, that would be a big, fat, gobsmacking lie too. You see, the truth is, I just wasn't thinking. I was daydreaming with my mind off with the fairies somewhere, and I simply wasn't concentrating. As I started to brush my teeth, the lack of the familiar minty fresh taste washing through my mouth immediately rang alarm bells. I looked down at the tube of what I had assumed was my travel size Colgate Total toothpaste, with added whitening, of course, in my hand. But no, instead of the Colgate logo reassuring me I was doing the right thing to fight my build-up of plaque, there was a tube of Preparation H, telling me in no uncertain terms it was for external use only. I guess it was only a matter of time before it happened. Being organisationally challenged and often in a rush when I pack to go away, I sometimes throw what I call, and I'm using air quotes here, medicinal creams in with what I call, air quotes again, anti-aging creams. And can I just say why we call them that, given their total inability to hold back any sign of aging, is in fact an anathema to me. But anyway, the two creams were in the same bag, and I can assure you that that's definitely the last time I do that. It's a locked box with a security code for all my rear-end gear from now on. Anyway, as I ran out of the bathroom, foaming at the mouth, screaming about how disgusting the taste was and pleading for some real toothpaste to get rid of it, my calm, dry-witted son didn't flinch a muscle. He just sighed, threw me his tube of Crest Winter Fresh and helpfully mentioned that the manufacturers of Preparation H probably didn't have taste in mind when they developed it. Thanks, James. Once I was minty fresh and over the shock, Once I was minty fresh and over the shock, it didn't take us long for us to laugh about how I'd obviously not read the instructions. Here's just a few of the Preparation H instructions I'd totally ignored. I hadn't cleansed the affected area by patting or blotting with an appropriate cleansing wipe, and I had no intention of using it four times a day, especially not after a bowel movement and not in my mouth. The only way I compiled with the medical warnings on the back of the tube was by being 100% sure I wasn't pregnant or breastfeeding. If I was, apparently, I should have consulted a doctor. Ever since that night, I've been trying to figure out what God might have been teaching me through this crazy, I can't believe I really did that kind of moment. When I stole a bra, and yes, I did that, by accident of course, and I'll probably tell you about that sometime, he showed me how much emotional baggage I was carrying around with me. When my rather stupid dog Chester, yes, I mentioned him before in a previous episode, got sucked down a storm drain, and yes, that happened too, he showed me how to look ahead to solid ground. But what on earth was he teaching me now when I put Preparation H in my mouth? Sadly, I'll admit I haven't felt God teach me anything deep or profound yet, other than it's okay to laugh and that joy doesn't always come packaged in the smiling giggle of a chubby baby or the easy connection found round a dinner table with friend. Sometimes joy comes from taking what life throws at us and seeing the funny side in it. It can look like not taking ourselves too seriously, 
simply because we're assured we're loved the way we are. And so it's okay to be clumsy and awkward and put medicinal creams meant for discrete parts of our anatomy into our mouth. Wouldn't it be great to take back laughter and joy from cancer's grip? Imagine how light you'd feel and the confidence you'd walk through life with. Laughter is cancer's kryptonite. Let's wave it around and make cancer squirm. Ecclesiastes 3, 4 says, There's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. But you know what? No one said those times had to be separated in time and space like quarrelling siblings on either side of the room. So let's give ourselves permission to laugh. Let's go in search of it. In funny cartoons, comedians and hilarious movies, let's share it with others. And why don't we allow God into our laughter as well? I reckon he's got a wonderful, resonant laugh that just echoes through our souls. Now, let's take a moment to pray through our simple guided prayer format using the acronym TRUST. We're going to thank him for who he is and what he's done. We're going to rest in his love, unburden our hearts, surrender our hopes, fears and needs. And lastly, we're going to take him at his word. But before we do that, I want to encourage us all that just because we're now entering a time of prayer, we don't have to be all terribly serious and start using super spiritual language and become someone we weren't two minutes ago. God welcomes us into his presence just as we are and exactly who we are. If today that means you're grinning and giggling or feeling lighter and more mischievous, then take that wonderful mood into God's presence. I have a feeling he'll be absolutely delighted. And as always, can I encourage you to enter into this time of prayer, making it your own. Don't forget, you can pause the audio if you need to hang out with God for a little bit longer. Let's start by thanking him for who he is and what he's done. Lord, I thank you that you are a God of joy and laughter. You take delight in your creation and you take delight in us. Lord, you turn our mourning into joyful dancing. You've taken away our clothes of mourning and you clothe us with joy and we are so grateful and we give you thanks. Lord, you created our bodies to release chemicals that lift our mood, alleviate stress and lower our heart rate when we laugh and when we find joy in life. Lord, we're so grateful for that. And Lord, we thank you for being a God of love and laughter, as well as truth and justice. Take a moment to thank God for who he is and the ways you've seen laughter and joy spring up in the middle of cancer. Now let's rest in his love. Lord God, We are still and present in your presence. We rest with your arms around us. Lord, we welcome you into this stillness. And Lord, where we felt alone, we sit now with you, confident you're here, taking joy and delight in our time together. Take a moment to simply be still and quiet not rushing away, 
or rushing ahead, even when it's a little bit uncomfortable. Now let's unburden our hearts to God. Lord, it's not easy to find the joy and laughter in the midst of all we're going through. Cancer weighs us down, it steals our joy and tells us laughter is a thing of the past. Lord, we just hate that. We long to laugh and giggle and feel joy and life again. With all the physical pain we're going through, emotional stress, financial burdens weighing us down, and to top it off, a worldwide pandemic this year keeping us from our loved ones, we feel alone, forgotten, and at our best resigned, but at our worst moments, angry and frustrated. However you're feeling, take a moment to tell God. I want to invite you to unburden it all to him. You're secure in his love and there's nothing you can tell him that will shock him or make him turn his back on you. Now let's surrender our hopes and fears and needs. Lord, we're afraid we'll never feel light and full of joy again. We're afraid this heaviness will be with us always. Jesus, show us how to laugh again. Help us to see the funny side of things that we have to endure and mistakes that we make. And Lord, turn our mourning into laughter. Exchange our sorrow for rejoicing and clothe us with strength and dignity and help us laugh without fear of the future. And Lord, no matter what the week holds, I need your spirit to lift me. We all need your spirit to lift us. And we say, Lord, come Holy Spirit. Can I invite you to offer up your hopes and your fears and your needs and what's weighing you down to God right now? And like I said, feel free to pause the audio if you need a little extra time. And lastly, we're going to take him at his word. Forgive me for not believing your word, Lord, that you have laughter, joy and rejoicing for me. Given all that's going on, it seems too much to believe, but I take you at your word. I believe, help my unbelief. You delight in us, and as hard as that is to wrap our heads around when we feel so broken and used up, Lord, we choose to believe you and enter our days confident in this truth. And Lord, we'll delight in you too. Lord, you are the beginning and the end. Let our days begin and end with you. At the end of our prayer time, I like to invite you into a spiritual practice that you can take into the week and make your own. Now this week, you might be surprised that this doesn't sound too spiritual, but you know what? I think God is going to delight in this. Your spiritual practice for the week ahead is to go and find some laughter. Maybe you want to watch a romantic comedy that has you in stitches. Maybe you're going to search out some funny cartoons, or maybe 
you can watch some comedians, or maybe you can just watch your kids having a laugh and laugh along with them. But our spiritual discipline, our spiritual act of worship this week is to delight in our life, to find the laughter and to rejoice with God in it. (laughs) 